Hotel history is created for adult audiences. Content may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. You're listening to Hotel History. We take you with us through the sordid history and scandals of some of the world's most famous and infamous hotels. I'm Dieta. And I'm Yael. Let's get started. Welcome back to this podcast. I never know what to say. Welcome back. We're very excited to have you guys. You will be happy to know that today's will probably be a little shorter. So if you looked at episodes one and two and said, no, thank you, please, then this one's for you. Yeah, today we're going to be covering the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. We're really excited to finally move on from the plaza. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I'm like really, I'm so really. Like we had to cross the entire continent <laughs> to get as far away from it. Oh yeah, we we're, we're, uh, we're in LA right now. I mean, we're literally in LA, but we're also podcast in LA. <laughs> okay, so let's start out with some of the history of this pretty famous hotel. Yes, which is located right on Hollywood Boulevard, next uh, part of the Walk of Fame, for those who haven't been here. Yeah, it's uh, it's part of the, like, if you're taking a tour of um, Hollywood, then people, you're going to, your gonna tour guide by. is going to yes. point it out. Yes. I mean, if they're a good tour guide. Yes, <laughs> it's directly across the street from the famous Grauman's Chinese Theater, so you're absolutely going to see it. Okay, so the hotel was built in 1926, and it had a couple of investors, It pretty famous, especially at the time. It was Mary Pickford, Douglas Fairbanks, Sid Grauman, and Louis B. Mayer. All of these people are, like, they're the original old Hollywood. They created the production companies. Mary Pickford was a famous actress. Louis B. Mayer made MGM, and Douglas Fairbanks also, I think he was married to Mary Pickford. They basically, they they made this hotel so when people came from the East Coast, they would have a place to say, stay, um, especially around the Hollywood area. And they built this hotel for $2.5 million, which... I think in today's money is like, it's a, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Like 40 million or something. Maybe more. I, I don't have a calculator. <laughs> I mean, I could I can do it, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And so, and they named the hotel after the 26th president, Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. People really liked him. And I think there's mm -hmm. another Roosevelt in New York also. Yeah. I, and oh, named after him. A lot of things were named after him. The Roosevelt has 320 rooms, 38 suites, and 65 poolside cabana rooms, and is a it's a national historic landmark. Yes. The hotel itself is a landmark, and then the pool separately from the hotel is also a landmark. Yeah, because um, David Hockney, the artist in the 1980s, painted a mural at the bottom of the pool, which is still there today. It has like these little loopy lines, these little yeah, half like swooshes. Yeah. Maybe what? meant to look like waves. I don't know. Um, they look like parentheses. Yeah. 
all different. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't super impressed. I was like, this is I'm, art. But like if you were a famous artist and they're like, you want to do a mural in our pool? He's What is he going to do? Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. it's going to get destroyed. So you're not going to put that much effort. But it's still but there. It's worth millions. Yeah. Now. Well, that that wasn't his decision. I don't know. Do they pay him a million dollars? He was a really popular British street artist at the time, so probably. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Well, then, good for him. Yeah. Um, so this hotel, it's been around, obviously, for a long-ass time, almost 100 years, and it has a history. And a lot of people visit the hotel, uh, obviously, for the convenience, but it's apparently really haunted. Um, so many celebrities have stayed there and especially since it was, you know, it was there at the founding. Yeah. This was the spot Hollywood. to be in yeah. the heyday of Hollywood. And then more, more recently as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, should we go over some of the interesting claims people say like the haunting, oh, definitely. the ghosts that stay there? Um, I think. Listen, people need to stop saying things as fact. I was there. And I saw Marilyn Monroe. No, you didn't. You did not see Marilyn Monroe in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> or the the best is they didn't see them, but they heard someone else. It's like very word of mouth, broken telephone of ghost stories. But they're like, and this really happened. Unless you have it on recording. <laughs> Just, yeah. And, and it's always a different story each time. But so we got some famous haunted stories. Obviously, Marilyn Monroe, since you just mentioned yeah. her. We can start with her. Okay. So Marilyn Monroe lived in the hotel for two years. When she first started out in the industry, she was a model. And she stayed at the suite, which you can still rent out today. Yeah, um, I think it's room 229. It's one of the cabanas by the pool. And it's apparently in its original structural design. So they didn't, like, tear down any walls. I mean, the hotel went through a lot of renovations, but the the basic parts of it is there, it's the same. Yeah, and it has a very chic 50s uh, design to it with the furniture and everything. Yeah. We we went to the hotel, but we didn't get to see that room. Yeah. it's it's. I'm sure it's probably booked a lot. I think it's one of their most popular rooms. Apparently, people who stay in the hotel would see her in this long mirror that they had there, and it would freak them out. And the staff even claimed to see her, and because it was so freaky and creeped everyone out that they asked if they could remove the mirror. They did, and then they put the mirror at the landing of the stairs in the lobby. You can go see the ho- uh, the mirror him you can see the mirror there now if you want you can just go in people claim to see her when they're looking in the mirror i don't i don't think that's true yeah the although the security guard there did tell us that even the housekeeping staff was refusing to go in there because they kept seeing her no that but that's the same old story yeah of course it that's, is but, but he's you just gotta repeating keep it, you himself gotta, how else are they gonna get people in there come on they need a good no, story no, i think they're <laughs> milking it i think they should i think they're doing oh, a yeah. great job and they should keep up with the stories and they should also 
Yeah, so well, and they're, they're definitely in trying to enhance and build on it because they claim that JFK gave her the mirror. Which okay, but we already makes poked zero a hole in that. Yeah, because the timeline does not add up. She didn't meet JFK for another decade at least <laughs> when she lived there. So yeah, that part I'm like, if you saw a ghost or whatever, that's fine, but don't try to make extra stuff up that is clearly unfactual. Well, that that's my problem. It's that the, too many holes in these stories. <laughs> and also, if anything, it would be Arthur Miller that gave her the mirror. Because even though it was later, Arthur Miller and her met mm-hmm. at the Synagro. Synagro, yeah. Um, in, the, in the Roosevelt. In the Roosevelt. So I think, you see, I, I think that is more likely, you know. And people are just don't care about Arthur Miller as much as they care about JFK. <laughs> He's not as flashy. <laughs> no. And she, oh, there's, um. so the pool, I feel like she's, the Roosevelt was just one of those hotels that she hung out a lot because she also did an advertising, uh, well, she did a whole photo shoot for an advertisement for suntan lotion. It was her first ad at the pool on the diving board. So, you know, it turns out, Maybe she just really liked the pool and the hotel. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think she did that ad when she was living there, right? I think so. Um, Maybe, maybe towards that ad was was in was one of her first like big commercial shoots after her transformation into Marilyn. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's very because she wasn't blonde before, right? She had like brunette hair. She was a redhead, Um, like strawberry. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. What was her name? Norma Jean. Norma Jean, right. Okay, I always forget. <laughs> you know what? She's a smart lady. She really, <laughs> she's like, no one's going to remember that. Um, and okay, so another famous celebrity who stayed there and who apparently haunts the halls of this hotel is Montgomery Clift. He's an old actor. Um, he also has, he had his own room. He stayed there for three months while filming the movie From Here to Eternity. If you haven't seen it, if you don't know who he is, uh, you should check him out. He was cute. <laughs> like, I no, because you know these old actors are like, he was so handsome. A lot of them, I'm like, no. But there are some. Yeah. Montgomery Clift, James Dean, and um, what, what that guy, that other name. Cary Grant? No, not Cary Grant. I don't think Cary Grant is cute. Uh, oh, I, would, I wouldn't call him cute, but I think he's handsome. I, I don't even think he's handsome. Hmm. I think he's William charming. Holden? No. William Holden also has like this old, he's Paul handsome-ish. Newman? Paul Newman. Or Marlon Brando? Well, young Marlon Brando. Yeah, young, obviously. Yeah. But no, Paul Newman, James Dean, and Montgomery Clift, I think are objectively cute. Like they were, if there's a reason they were famous. I just think there's certain people that have the look <laughs> and there's a reason they're famous. Montgomery Clift, one of them, old actor. So he was at the hotel staying there while filming from here to eternity and if you don't know that movie so you know the famous scene where there's that man and that woman kissing on the beach where the sh- the waves are washing over them that's that movie mm. um it was with deborah kerr um very uh scandalous that that was like that caused you know some people really were upset about that <laughs> i'm just saying um anyway so in the movie he he has a scene where he's playing the trumpet or the, I guess a bugle, a bugle is a trumpet. It's a kind of trumpet. 
Uh, similar, but the trumpet has the keys to help you change the notes, and the bugle, you have to do it all with your lips. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I would not know the difference, but thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Band nerd at your service. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he has, he's uh, playing the bugle, and he would practice in the hallway or practice in his room, and people can hear it. And to this day, people claim they hear someone playing the trumpet or the bugle late at night, mm-hmm. but no one's there. And pacing. And pacing. Well, right through the hall. Yeah. And he was on the ninth floor at that at that time. So if he you was, stay on the yeah. ninth floor. Oh, right. But we mm-hmm. couldn't get to that. We didn't get to it. But we will. We'll come back. <laughs> yeah. So people claim they see Marilyn Monroe in the mirror. They hear Montgomery Cliff, you know, just playing the bugle Mm -hmm. and pacing oh another ghost story was that um about in the ballroom they claimed to see someone playing the piano right oh yeah because the it was the blossom ballroom and Mm -hmm. that's where they held the first academy awards in 1929 and apparently the guy was oh there was a separate guy in a tuxedo oh that was supposedly he's waiting for an award that he never got so there are two different gentlemen that have been seen in the ballroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the Magic Castle and they have a piano that magically plays by itself. So I'm not so impressed. I don't think it's a <laughs> also ghost. known as a player piano. Yeah. I have one of those. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, then there you <laughs> yeah. go. It's not a ghost. It's just it's technology. A, yeah. Just don't look behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, Wizard of Oz style. But yeah. The first Academy Awards were held there, as uh, Yael was saying. And I love that this the um, award ceremony itself was less than 20 minutes. Like, I've heard some people say five, some say 10 to 15. How is that possible? I guess it wasn't a big deal. They're just like, and blah, blah. Here yeah, you go, yeah, they blah, probably blah. wasn't nearly yeah. as much pomp and circumstance as there is now. They probably just read them all out. Yeah, there was and like the, 15 people. Then. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they didn't have their nickname of the Oscars yet. That came later. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's the first one. I can see yeah. why it's. Um, not it, it's not going to be as grandiose as it is now, but it it's kind of cool that that it was so quick and in such a, a small space because you go there and it's a big it's big, but it's not yeah, it's not big huge. enough for the Oscars. Yeah, not for all. what the Oscars are now. Okay, so another uh, ghost story, or is it a ghost story or just like a famous another famous like couple that stayed there was Clark Gable and Carol Lombard. And they have their own suite where they stayed and they had their affair. Apparently they were Yeah, that's where they would rendezvous. Yeah, when they were still married to different people. And it's a gorgeous penthouse. You have access to a separate entrance to the roof of the hotel, which is really cool. You can see the sign and everything. It's a 3,000 square feet duplex, has a huge bedroom, bathrooms, a living area, uh, a dining area, which really just looks like a wet bar. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's just, they were really into their alcohol and yeah. And they apparently have a lot of after parties there and like events, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like after premieres, they have after parties there, but I wouldn't, I don't know that. I don't think that's haunted. Although some people claim that they'll hear a couple I think it's one of those, like, we hear people, but they're not there, mm-hmm. or they get phone calls at rooms that aren't uh, being used, like the reception, uh, reception desk would be like, oh, hello, and no one's there, and they're like, who called? Um, and another 
old actress, uh, well-known, Shirley Temple, used to practice her little dance on the steps, on uh, the original steps. So the steps in the lobby that go to the mezzanine are the original tile and steps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her uh, teacher and co-star was Bill Bojangles Robinson, and they would practice, I think specifically they practiced the routine that they did in The Little Colonel, which is them going dancing up and down stairs. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's a perfect yeah, stairs. Yeah, perfect spot. Mm-hmm. And do people hear Shirley Temple dance or see her? I don't know. No one's mentioned it. You'd there's, think? oh, there's another ghost story that there's a little girl, Caroline. Right who's looking for her mother because her because she drowned or something in the pool. There's some weird a weird story. Did you hear this? No, I didn't hear. I I remember that something about a little girl, but I didn't hear the reason. So it was it has like a tragic mm. story behind it. Either she drowned or her parents drowned and she's looking for her parents and people are like who are you and no one has really seen the girl, but people claim to see the girl and you know, it just Apparently, she's just like, listen, if everyone, all the other ghosts are haunting this place, why not just hang out here? And also, they claim to hear or see someone at the pool late at night, and the security calls the other security guard and says, can you tell the person in the pool to get out? The guy goes there. No one's there. He sees on the security camera that, like, there's still someone there. It's like one of those, who, can we interview the security people who saw like what ha- what yeah do you still yeah. have is it is it recorded footage like can we see this yeah isn't that convenient <laughs> this whole thing happened on a security camera but there's no recording of it well you can't see they they don't they can't get recorded um what like if it, i don't know yeah <laughs> there's a lot of questions i have um <laughs> so oh at the grand opening of the Roosevelt Hotel, a, a lot of stars came because it was created by famous people and celebrities. And so they had like the red carpet come out and the people that attended was Will Rogers, Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd. Who's Harold Lloyd? I don't know. But he was a part of the list. So he must have been. <laughs> he was, at the time, in the late 20s, he was someone. Yeah. Clara Bow, Greta Garbo, Gloria Swanson. Um, and just, I think Charlie Chaplin, yeah, I said Charlie Chaplin, he, Charlie Chaplin has his own plaque outside the hotel. I guess he also stayed there for quite a bit. Uh, if you don't know any of these people. Oh, Harold Lloyd was a, an actor, comedian, and stunt performer in, I think, silent movies at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. All these people were super famous. And I would say if you are interested in the history of Hollywood, look them up, read about them. They have fascinating like life stories. It's really sad. I was, it will make you depressed, but um, they're all really talented and they all came out and other notable guests that stayed there. There was Frances Farmer, another old actress, some famous authors, HG Wells, F Scott Fitzgerald. We know that, Fitzgerald really liked staying at hotels and so drinking. I, so his favorite thing, be right up his alley. Same with Hemingway. <laughs> oh, and Hemingway stayed there too. Yeah, yeah. Hemingway stayed, uh, used a room there that's now called the Writers' Room, which is like a little kind of private speakeasy bar that you can uh, use for events. That's where he kind of used that space as a writing retreat, and a lot of screenwriters apparently used to use it as well. So if you're 
feeling that you can actually rent out that little space for like private events. Oh, and it connects to their um, nightclub. Oh, right. Teddy's. Teddy's. It has its own entrance. So basically, if you want to rent out like half of the Roosevelt's lobby, you can. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, speaking of um, the tragic stories of behind some of these famous Hollywood people. um, So we mentioned that Clark Gable and Carol Lombard would stay in the penthouse, which is now named after them while they were having their affair. Um, At the time, it actually only cost them $5 a night, which is about $90 in today's money. Today, you can stay there for $3,500 if you are so inclined. (laughs) Um, But uh, there are actually tunnels underneath the hotel that connect the Chinese theater across the street with the Roosevelt, probably for bootlegging. But uh, Gable and other actors would use those tunnels to exit the theater and go back to the hotel so that they didn't have to go on the street uh, i bet you a, a lot of celebrities yeah to avoid the paparazzi or the or, crowds yeah, the crowds yeah. yeah but um so clark gable and carol lombard had kind of a tragic end to their relationship at the time they were having an affair but they did eventually get married and clark gable uh became a widower because carol lombard's plane actually crashed into mount uh, potosi in Outside of Las Vegas, I think, or somewhere in Nevada. Oh my God, really? Yeah, she she had a plane crash and all 21 people died. It crashed into the mountain due to pilot error, I know. And actually at the time, Clara Bow uh, had some property somewhere near the mountain and saw the fire and didn't didn't know what it was, but she saw the plane crash <gasps> without realizing it. Oh, my God. Yeah, and apparently Clark Gable was, of course, distraught, and he tried to go like climb up the mountain to get to the wreckage to see if anyone was still alive. And finally, people managed to talk him out of that. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah, so I had no idea. Lots I, of oh, wow. tragedy in these Hollywood lives. Yeah. Yeah. So bummed out by that. I know. So let's talk about Errol Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd just like to also mention that tunnels in L.A. is really common. Yeah. I, uh, especially at the time. There are a bunch of tunnels especially downtown LA under businesses, um, city, like government buildings. I, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble. I've been to some of the tunnels. Oh, that's so cool. I went on a date and the guy took me for like our second or third date or something to these, realizing now that was kind of stupid. I didn't really know him that well. And he took me to these empty tunnels, (laughs) but it was so cool. And oh my God. It, like half of them are cut off because they would go, these tunnels would go under and go to different establishments to basically like traffic um, drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe less so drugs, but I'm sure, I mean, drugs were all legal when the alcohol was illegal. Yeah. So maybe not the drugs, but it, a lot of sketchy things also to take one, you know, um, money, if they needed to like one place to another, I mean, it was just a lot of stuff like that. And I'm not surprised that L- like not LA, but Hollywood, cause it happened downtown and then Hollywood obviously is like a little farther, but they got that idea and they're like, Ooh, let's just use a tunnel <laughs> to avoid everything. Um, but after they also did this because uh, it was possible to do it in a small sp- amount of, space like 
all of downtown is kind of small compared to all of LA. So they weren't going to make tunnels to go all the way to Beverly Hills. But um, at the time it made sense. Yeah. And it's just weird that LA has, LA has got some sketchy history, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it brings us to prohibition and another famous guy who stayed at the hotel his name was errol flynn he uh was very good friends apparently with l ron hubbard but never converted to scientology um probably because he was friends with its creator (laughs) i mean he probably knew his friend was full of shit he's like man you really got that (laughs) yeah i mean if my best friend decided to start a religion i'd be like that's awesome obviously i'm not gonna be (laughs) obviously i'm not gonna convert to it but that's hilarious um so the uh, i guess the scientology building is just a fl- few blocks away oh i mean there's a really big yeah. scientology but because i used to live on a Holly- hollywood and highland um so i would pass these things all day and i would pass the scientology building and they would always freaking ask me you want to come in and take a personality test? I'm like, no, I know my personality. I'm a bitch. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> and they would rec. I would recognize them. I'm like, I told you yet, because I would, I-, I would walk to work, and they were like, hi again. I'm like, no, we had this conversation yesterday, and then they started to recognize me and avoid me, and it worked. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. Stop talking to me. But, I mean, they were That's nice. I, yeah, I, I, I feel bad, but I'm not going to join your cult. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, so Errol Flynn was um, apparently a little bit of a creep in addition uh, to being... A he's kn- a big creep. <laughs> in addition to being um, a known womanizer, he was also a voyeur and would... Uh, he had two-way mirrors in the women's bathroom in his mansion. Yuck. Um, he and Elron Hubbard would party with drugs and underage girls. I believe he was ac- he was accused of statutory rape, right? Was he convicted? Um, no, I think he was accused, but he definitely he got accused of a lot of things that weren't true later, like um, after he died and people wrote stories about him. But there were a lot of things that I think what happened was is that he did a lot of sketchy things, n- was never caught on those, but was accused of all the things he didn't do. Mm. That's when I read it. That's what it felt like. But he was disgusting because he wouldn't just only have the two-way mirrors in the bathroom of his mansion he had peepholes everywhere and like it was written up about in the paparazzi or in their whatever magazine yeah in their tabloids at the time and stuff um well he also uh during his time staying at the roosevelt when he was younger uh this was during prohibition so in the back room of their barbershop that was in the hotel he made a bathtub gin probably used the tunnels underneath the roosevelt (laughs) to get it where it needed to go oh for sure (laughs) yeah maybe that's how he started he got all his connections in hollywood it's like you give me a roll i give you some alcohol (laughs) there's a theme with these hotels that are really old (laughs) with the plaza too with the you know yeah there's always something with that but he um he uh how long did he stay in the roosevelt i don't think we know he just like frequent the roosevelt um uh, he he was there enough to have a reputation that he was there let's just say that exactly yeah and i don't think it's a coincidence that he's best friend with l ron hubbard who the creator of scientology at a hotel that is right next to all its like scientology buildings 
and the famous celebrity Scientology places like a few miles away, you know, in, in Los Feliz. So kind of like the guy made this, came back to the hotel, partied with his friend mm-hmm. and then went on his merry way doing whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he was also friends with uh, William Randolph Hearst. So he knew quite the movers and shakers. Oh, yeah. He would go to his castle. And I, I believe in San Simeon. And if you haven't gone to the castle, I've gone to the castle. It's a museum now. You can go and oh, get wow, like tickets. It, it is so cool. I would, I would go again because it's so big. You can only do like one tour at a time, so you can see like certain parts of it, but not the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, I wonder if it's still open. Oh, and for those who don't know, um, Hearst was a newspaper publisher and politician. Uh, He was known for developing the nation's largest newspaper chain. Yeah, and his granddaughter, or uh, Patricia Hearst, is the one that got kidnapped. I think, yeah. And um, she then, what's it called? Uh, She got kidnapped and then, like, ended up agreeing with her capture captive. Oh, like Stockholm syndrome? Yes, I think the the idea of Stockholm syndrome started, started there. <laughs> so, really a lot of uh he he had a really interesting life. I I I learned a little bit about it when I was at the Hearst Castle, but that man he had a lot of money. Yeah. And I still think that her like the his organization is still I I believe Condé Nast. Isn't that? Oh, I don't know. Hearst? I don't know. I mean, these these are rich people that <laughs> I, I'm not going to claim things that aren't true. I'll find out about the Conde Nast thing if it's owned by Hearst Company or not. But he was uh, he's a big newspaper guy. And um, also a fun fact, something that it's all connected in the celebrity world. So Louis B. Mayer, the guy who started one of the guys who started the Roosevelt and MGM and was a big you know, basically Hollywood creator was friends with William Randolph Hearst and William Randolph Hearst will, would, um, what's it called? Fund movies. And he would agree because then he would get the movie reviews in his newspaper oh. and it was like all connected in yeah, that. He would friends helping friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's who, you know, network. Yes. Oh, and another friend of, Flynn's was actor David Niven. Niven? Oh yeah, Niven? David Niven. I have no idea how to say his name. Mm, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing up everyone's but name he, right now. He, you might recognize. I I didn't remember recognize his name, but I recognized his face. He in a lot of those old movies, he had that very kind of stuffy British character. But he roomed in the servants' quarters at the Roosevelt when he first came to Hollywood. Oh, like he just. Was he paying or was he like, hey, can you let me crash? Like what? I don't we know. know. We don't know. But I find that Maybe he got like a cheaper rate. Like, you know what's cool about <laughs> Maybe the olden days? just friends with someone yeah. who worked there. <laughs> that was like an option. Also living, we mentioned this before, living in a hotel was an actual option for people who had no money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like. Yeah, because Marilyn Monroe had very little money when she was first starting out, but she lived in several hotels. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just a different, um, you know, it, it, it supply and demand. Yeah. It, it wasn't fancy. It was like a necessity. But the fact that this guy 
he could just stay in the living quarters of whatever. I'm at, okay, go to go to a hotel right now, move to a new city and be like, hey, I have nowhere to go. Can I give you like $10 a night and stay in your closet? They're going to be like, no. no. Yeah. I think there was no such thing as liability back then. Yeah, true. I, the rules were different. Uh, that would have been cool, though. To just stay in the Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, but you know what I realized? If he stayed with all the, you know, the servants and the workers there, he got access to everything. He mm. probably got like free food. I mean, well, and if all of these celebrities and people are staying there all the time, then he can just kind of hang out and <laughs> network. Oh, yep. my God, guys, this is all making sense. Everyone hung out at the Roosevelt and networked. And that's why they're all famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it says Mary Martin began her singing career performing at the Senegal for thirty five dollars a week. I don't I'm not actually familiar with Mary Martin. She might have been the Hildegard of the time of, of the Roosevelt. <laughs> of the Roosevelt. <laughs> if you don't know what we're referring to, listen to our first two episodes. Yep, I guess I missed lo- <laughs> looking up that one. Um, Thirty-five a week—that's really good for back in the day. I mean, let's I see. think so because like people would get paid like two dollars a week. Oh, she's from Texas. Uh, let's see what Google says. A muse of Rodgers and Hammerstein, she originated many leading roles on stage over her career, including Nellie Forbush in South Pacific. Okay, now I feel bad that I didn't know her name because she was the title character. She was Peter Pan. She was like the original oh, oh. Peter Pan. Duh. And she also originated Maria Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Wow, I feel like the worst Broadway nerd right now that I didn't well, know Well, I'm not her a name. Broadway nerd, so I don't feel so bad I'm at not all. Like a super, but I feel like I love all of those musicals I should have known. <laughs> this is like 100 years ago. Yeah. How are you supposed I, I to know? I loved Peter Pan whenever I was a kid. I thought I'm it was played surprised. by a, a man. No, it's the traditionally the role of Peter Pan was always played by a woman until really? more recently. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So learn something I, new. I feel so bad that I didn't know who who. Well, she obviously was not that famous, <laughs> even if she played in those roles. At the time, though, I'm sure she was very famous. Yeah. I don't even think she was that famous at the time. <laughs> Broadway. How famous are Broadway actresses that aren't that don't move to film and TV? Well, the back. Well, in the late 20s, the Broadway films didn't couldn't exist yet because it was all. Um, well, not the films, but film. but um, I still, I think like. Maybe, maybe you're right. I'm thinking with my modern brain. Forget <laughs> it. Uh, so also to mention, obviously, since the movie is uh, not the movie, but the hotel is a place where all the celebrities, it also is seen in a bunch of films and TV shows. Yeah. Like you see the outside of it in as like in establishing shots and TV shows that are supposed to take place in L.A. all the time. It's. In so many things, not like there's the stock footage of Hollywood. It's going to be there. But I think, um, okay, so we can list off some of the things that were filmed there. So the movie Sunset, which I've never seen, Mm, but it makes sense. 1988. That it would, you know, catch all the Hollywood places. Uh, Mighty Joe Young. Also haven't seen that. (laughs) But I remember when it came out. I do too. And the season, the finale, or the final season, sorry, of the hit show, Dexter. So I think the interior was, uh, the lobby was used to be a hotel um, in Miami. Mm. So they didn't 
it wasn't the Roosevelt in the show, but it was they filmed in they the Roosevelt. They filmed it there, yeah. I remember in an episode of Lucifer, he and uh, one of the other characters have a dramatic conversation on the roof of the Roosevelt. Oh, yeah? The roof is awesome. Yeah. I, I think they had a lot of people film there. It's just like you see everything. It's clean and safe. They have those. Yeah, if you stay there, they do there yoga classes on the roof. Yeah, but you have to pay. Yeah, you have to pay. But it's like kind of sounds overpriced. Really cool. It's like $35 <laughs> or something. What else? Okay, so Catch Me If You Can was filmed there. Eternal Affairs, Beverly Hill Cops 2, Entourage, I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. Lucifer, as you mentioned. Actually forgot to mention during the Prohibition era, the um, as just like New York, there was tons of uh, mafia, gangster things going down. Especially, like, L.A. was not like it is now. A lot of the area was not incorporated yet, and so there was not solid law enforcement, and so a lot of these more these shadier things could go down. Um, so Bugsy Siegel actually was murdered at his mansion in Beverly Hills, and the story goes, which no one knows if it's true or not, of course, but the story goes that uh, Mickey Cohen, one of his cohorts, um, went to the Roosevelt and shot, like fired a couple of rounds into the ceiling of the lobby, calling for his whoever murdered him to like come out basically and face him. Um, and while we were there, one of the hotel employees pointed out to us what was supposedly the gunshot. It looked legit. Like it, it kind of looked like it. Like, or they were too cheap to fix. Yeah, or and they, they was made just the wood splintering, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, well, that's the gunshot." It, it looked like a hole, though. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like it could have been some damage, and it's the original ceiling, so yeah. it definitely could have been. Um, although I, I read that um, it's that Mickey Cohen may have. It made more sense that Mickey Cohen would have actually been in on Siegel's murder because he stood to inherit the like but he was next in line it could have so but then it makes sense it could have he would been, do that yeah so then it's just a big display it's of a display like, yeah and, yeah <laughs> and he didn't shoot anyone but the ceiling yeah and then he left when the police showed up oh okay so it wasn't even there to actually figure yeah no yeah, he so it t- makes the sense. drama yeah I like that, though. I like that there was that old, like, you know, gangster history that they have. Um, but it, it, yeah, I feel like L.A. is still lawless. <laughs> yeah. I tell you this in all the time. Ways, yeah. I'm like, where are the cops when you need? The things I've seen. I grew up in New York, and I have never seen the things I've seen in L.A. I, when I first moved here, I've seen so many people get arrested. It's, I, I was, like, in shock. It used to... I would stare, but now I just I'm like, all right, whatever. It's yeah. just a regular Tuesday. People getting arrested everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So the hotel actually in the beginning does pretty well because it's meant for, you know, Hollywood. It's, it had the Academy Awards, all this stuff, but then it kind of goes into a decline in the 1950s. So I think other things were, being built you know it was a booming town la hollywood and so the roosevelt was kind of like old news yeah um so it starts to kind of go into disrepair one owner um takes over and demolishes the archway so everything that made it 
the hotel unique, the beautiful like yeah, it had like Spanish, a Spanish style, colonial yeah. architecture. Mm-hmm. Someone came in and was like, "No, no, no, let's just cover it and put an ugly green." Oh my gosh! <laughs> they they cover they destroyed the archways. They covered up the elaborate painting of the ceilings, which are original. Yeah, we're gonna put some photos of the ceilings on our Instagram. They're gorgeous. They've since. Um, it's a really nice. Yeah, they since yeah. renovated and restored a lot of it, and um, so they covered everything up. They there's a mezzanine there, so if you go the the um, the stairs go up to like you know you can look down. Mm-hmm. They made that into one floor, so they covered up this. Yeah, I think someone was telling us that, Ugh. and just they made it. They keep doing this to hotels. They <laughs> they're like you know what, let's uh, just get rid of everything that makes it special and unique and beautiful mm-hmm. and let's put some ugly ass <laughs> stuff in there. Guess what, guys? It doesn't work. People still don't <laughs> want to come to the hotel when it's uglier. Um, <laughs> they almost come close to tearing down the hotel in the 1980s. But someone comes and rescues it. A luxury hotel chain, the Radisson, bought the historic hotel and restores it back to its former glory spends about 35 million dollars on renovations and you know basically brings it back to what its original thank god beauty (laughs) was supposed to be gorgeous now Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful and they even uh they go into the basement they find this beautiful wrought iron chandelier and fixed it spent like six months putting it back together someone just like threw it in the bay just why you have a beautiful free chandelier why would you take it down and just throw it in the basement like what was going through not ugly enough not ugly (laughs) they're like we need to really cover up that painted ceiling and a beautiful chandelier with seafoam crap so we're gonna have to get rid of it they come back they they fix it it's still there. If you go, it's beautiful. And um, and they also, they know the history of this hotel. So they use the old Hollywood stories and they decorate the whole hotel with it with different kinds of, you know, memorabilia from mm-hmm. the golden era. They have old movie cameras that they used to film Gone, Gone with the Wind. They display just like everything that they could possibly find um i don't know what else they have they have like a bunch of old stuff yeah and it's a part of like the charm so they did good they did i think they did a good job keeping preserving that history so the hotel has like a bunch of different bars restaurants secret rooms and one of the famous rooms they have or the famous bars is the Cinegrill. Am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. Okay, last time I said it wrong. So. <laughs> uh, it's really cute. It's like this little um, bar theater, and you go in. With, it's a kind of a speakeasy. You have to open. Uh, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not explaining this well at all, <laughs> but there's a bookshelves, and it has all these books, but of course, none of them, they're not real, and you have to like, you push it and then the door opens and you go into the theater. Um, and this yeah, Cinegrill. Yeah, so it's a theater now. Now it's, a, it's like a fully functioning movie theater that you can actually buy tickets and uh, go see. They do classic films there once a week. 
Oh yeah, we got to go in, and you get free popcorn. Yeah, you get free popcorn. You can you get. I think you also get complimentary glass of wine with included with your ticket price. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't give us. And that. they have a um, <laughs> they have, no. <laughs> they have a um, a famous film critic that also like hosts the evening and talks about the classic movie that you're gonna watch. Oh, so really? Something really cool. Yeah, it's really okay. Cool. We need to actually go there. Yeah, we're gonna and, have and to go spend to... A, a full amount. Yeah, of they were su- time they there. were so nice to let us in that they let us go in and look around and take photos, even though we weren't gonna buy a ticket and watch the movie at this particular visit. But so they were very, very accommodating. Yeah, major shout out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we'll go. We'll talk about everything we did because we we got the scoop <laughs> when we went there. Um. Yeah, so this now theater in the 40s was a nightclub. And it also, it it went through a transformation For throughout sure. the years. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, back in the 40s, she would go there. She would have her table. I mean, everyone was there. It's, um, it's really cute. And what else? Oh, in 1991, LA declares the hotel a historic landmark. So after the renovations, after... It was brought back to life to its original glory. LA's like, well, I guess now we can say it's worth something. <laughs> now that it's not green, it's yeah. worth something. Yeah. I'm sure people like petitioned for that. Um, nineteen ninety five, the hotel is purchased by Goodwin Ga and David Chang. They still own it today. It was managed by a, a hotel group. It got another renovation for thirty million dollars in two thousand five. And then in 2015, another $25 million renovation, but now it's run independently by its own management. Wow. The amount of money they have put into this hotel is insane. It shows though, like it's well spent. It looks great. Yeah. No, it's, and they have so many things. They have two restaurants. So Mm -hmm. they have like in the, when you walk in to the right, there's a 20, uh, a restaurant called 25 degrees and it's like burgers and casual american food Mm -hmm. then you go in and then there's a fancier restaurant called the bearish i don't think it was there the whole time i think it might have gone through some other experimental like chefs or i don't know if it was always the bearish i could be full of crap right now it could have always been that restaurant but i'm i've been in there before i did not notice it and this time i noticed it was like a nice restaurant so they try to make use of every space they have. Mm-hmm. The ballroom is rented out often for concerts, which we saw. We it, There was a candlelight um, musical event. There's, It's like these, how do I explain it? Literally candlelights are everywhere. Yeah, they have the, yeah, they have candles just everywhere on the floor. It's this beautiful um, candlelit evening. And then there was a jazz group performing. Oh, yeah. And each concert has a different theme and i think we went to the amy winehouse mm-hmm. we didn't go we snuck in <laughs> by accident by accident but then we, we left just trying to see what yeah. was behind a door um <laughs> and it was all amy winehouse it was really nice and also during the 2000s uh you wanted to mention something about oh of some of the other people that have stayed there um 
in the like as basically after this uh, these renovations the hotel became really trendy with celebrities again so Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan were always hanging out by the pool in the mid 2000s um, Olympic gold medalist Sean White regularly stayed there until he thought it was a good idea to dive off of the roof into the pool he did not die. <laughs> he was fine. But I guess the Roosevelt decided he was a liability and told him he could no longer stay there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's ri- what, what the hell is wrong with him? <sighs> he was a snowboarder. He's part of the X Games. Like, that's, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's He's their like, life. But still, that, and how deep is that pool? That would, that's yeah, scary. I have no idea. Yikes. Yeah. Um, Prince uh, actually had a room uh, renovated for him, like the interior design done for him whenever he had a residency there in 2007. Uh, We got to see inside there. It was really, really cool. It had this gigantic metal bathtub that didn't look super comfortable. It didn't look comfortable and it it looked cold and weird. uh, Yeah, I don't know why they changed that up just for him, but I guess... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. it was worth it because I mean, it's prince you, you do yeah. what prince asks <laughs> it's, it was a small room and yeah. it, it's attached to the um gable and lombard suite. yeah it's attached to the penthouse so i i kind of imagine he probably stayed in the whole thing and then just yeah. maybe that was the bedroom he chose yeah yeah or if someone wants to rent out like you can connect it yeah so i'm sure he had the whole penthouse so as you said during the early 2000s the Roosevelt became very trendy and like a hot spot for all these celebrities. And the hotel didn't really like that. So at the end of 2006, they kind of wanted to sever ties with this like party image and they scaled back on what they allowed in their hotel. But some things or some people that had, you know, stayed there and party there was... Bruce Willis, Kristen Dunst, Lindsay Lohan, Eva Longoria, Jake Gyllenhaal, Scarlett Johansson, Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, Topher Grace, Hugh Hefner, Eva Mendez. And um, in 2005, Courtney Love passed out at the hotel and was taken away by paramedics. Yikes. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see why they wanted to, like, maybe be a little bit more serious. But I think also during that time... It was actually not during that time. It was in 2009 that they um, they changed the Cinegrill to, I really want to talk about this, oh, yeah. <laughs> to a, kind of a vaudeville act. Yeah, it was like a cabaret vaudeville style where all the celebrities will come and it was called, um, what was it called? Beecher's, Beecher's Madhouse. Madhouse, yeah. Beecher's Madhouse. I and have no words. <laughs> it's oh my goodness. Um, oh yeah. So lots and lots of celebrities have, were spotted there, like Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez. Um, it was a an act where it featured a lot of uh, impersonators of celebrities, but their kind of what made them stand out and special was that they were little people doing the impersonations. So there was a band that was a mini kiss and there was like a mini lady Gaga and they would have, um, the performers like swoop in on tracks hanging from the ceiling to deliver the drinks to people's tables. It was just, they had a mini Donald Trump. Oh my goodness. There's a video. We're going to make sure everyone gets to see this, but 
it looked like a grand old time. <laughs> it, it looked like everyone was having a blast. Yeah, for sure. And it I was can... definitely like an an adult themed circus. Oh yeah. Uh, I think a lot of things went down that that probably people don't want to get out. And you know the tabloids. Yeah. I, I I wonder. Uh, yeah, I got I got a lot of thoughts on that one. It looked like a lot of fun though. I wish I was there. Yeah, and it was it happened. There was one here, and then they and also. I think it originated this guy Jeff Beechers because I I literally Wikipedia this while we were <laughs> looking before, and he started this. It was in Vegas, and then it they did a tour of the Beechers Madhouse, and they went to L.A. because and he stayed there for a little bit, and then. I think they brought it back to Vegas. I'm not sure it's still around. I, it didn't look like it. They had done anything but, since like oh, 2017, like so 2018. Fun. I yeah. mean, it's it looks like it's meant to be in Vegas. Yeah, I'm I'm sad if it doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. I know. And it it's where they would they would hold this uh, in the what is now the the movie theater. In oh, the, the Roosevelt, yeah. yeah, in the in the Cinegrill area. It's a Cinegrill. I always yeah. want to say Cinegrill. <laughs> I don't know why the Cinegrill. Um, yes. Yeah. So that space has seen some interesting things. Oh my god, I really want them to bring it back. We should ask them. Be like, just one more time, just one night, <laughs> one night only, <laughs> uh, or something, because it is a great space, and mm-hmm. I. The, it makes sense to have like old movies and it. But I feel like because it is a theater, I think they have comedy shows there. They do. I think they use the space pretty well. But um, if they can bring back the scandal just for us to be invited, that'd be great. Uh, So another thing, you know, a lot of after parties would take place there. A lot of rap parties. That 70s show, um, their season finale was held there in 2006. Uh, this I thought was interesting, but sometimes the Razzie Awards hmm. have been held there. Uh, I don't know how often that happens, but I'm sure no one attends because no one wants to be nominated <laughs> for the worst film yeah. ever. And Jimmy Kimmel would often use the hotel for stuff for his show or he gives like a giveaway yeah, to he, stay at the hotel. he gives it as an award. Yeah, he, I think he has a show or he has an... Uh, a competition on his show where he takes two people who are staying in a hostel and they have to compete to, and whoever wins gets to stay at the Hollywood Roosevelt, which is such a bummer for whoever doesn't win to have to just, Oh yeah. Staying in that. There are, there are a couple of hostels that Mm -hmm. are close by even on the strip. Yeah. Oh my God. Who would stay there? I don't know that I've only ever walked past the door and gone, Oh, those poor souls. I want, I, I wonder how cheap it must be really cheap then. Because you would have to paint me to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> that looks disgusting. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't look nice or fun. Like, hostels are not a thing here, which I think they should be. Yeah, they should be. They should But why? why nicer. isn't it a thing in the U.S.? Because, I mean, like, it's not, it's not quite like an Airbnb. Because you're not renting a room. You're renting a bed. A bed, yeah. I guess it's dangerous. But... I don't know I don't know if they're still around but I know like in Portland and Seattle I think that they but it's not hostels it's, it's not that common no and it's expensive for what it is I think and I don't know I don't hear anyone like yeah I'm staying at a hostel when they come to LA except my cousin 
But he stayed at my house too. And then I'm like, you need to get out. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's sad because it's on the same street as the yeah. Roosevelt. <laughs> I can't even imagine I like know. having this da- carrot dangled in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, come on. You can afford two people to go stay at those. <laughs> exactly. So. Just let them both stay there. Yeah. Um, I've never actually watched a one of those competitions so for all i know he really does and if he does well then i apologize and i retract my statement um oh another um (laughs) speaking of people who have been on jimmy kimmel um another almost guest of the roosevelt was uh does anybody remember kai the hatchet wielding hitchhiker from his viral video back i only so 10 years ago i only knew this from one you just told me but two (laughs) From the Netflix show that just came out. Yeah. But I didn't even watch it. That's how, that's why I know about it is from the Netflix documentary. Um, but like, uh, my boyfriend remembers it whenever it came out. Apparently it was a huge viral video. I somehow missed it. I don't, I don't know where I was, what I was doing in 2013 that I missed it. Cause it was all over YouTube. It was, it was all over the news. Yeah. So hmm. Kai, or he called himself Kai. His name was Caleb. Um, he was, uh, for a brief shining moment, he was a national hero who, uh, because he was a hitchhiker in this vehicle, and apparently the driver of the vehicle uh, went like cr- crazy and was like they were smoking weed. And they said some, he started saying something like, I'm Jesus Christ, and I, I'm in charge now. And he basically ran his vehicle into a guy. And pinned him up against a pole or something. Yeah. And so, you know, these two women see it happen and run over to try to help the guy. And the driver gets out of the car and starts, like, choking one of the women. So Kai gets out of the car and he's carrying a hatchet with him. Okay, that's suspicious. As one does. Um, I mean, if you're a hitchhiker, you probably need something for protection. A hatchet is an interesting choice you know what that wouldn't be the thing i would be carrying it sounds very heavy so he (laughs) he hits the driver on the back of the head a few times to get him to let go and then is interviewed on the news this news clip goes viral he's a national hero for saving this woman's life the driver of the car is arrested and later convicted and sent to prison and then so kai gets invited to uh go on jimmy once they find him it takes them a minute to find him because he's a hitchhiker so he just kind of disappeared back into the sunset but they finally uh get a hold of him and the people the producers i believe of keeping up with the kardashians want to do a reality show with him so they like go pick him up and bring him back to la and to get him to sign the contract to do this and he's invited to go on jimmy kimmel which he does he has a two-night appearance uh but before he goes on Jimmy Kimmel, he they check him into the Roosevelt Hotel. That's where he's going to stay. Before he even makes it into the hotel, he has already peed on the sidewalk on the Walk of Fame outside. He smells so much like pee. And Why does he have to add to it? I know. I know. Maybe he saw someone else doing it and was like, that this looks is, like yeah. fun. I'll that's join what everyone does on Hollywood Yeah, that's what everyone does on Hollywood Boulevard. So... Um, the the people he was with were like, oh, my God, what are you doing? So they get him to stop. They take him. They get him checked into his room. Apparently, he walks into the room, and they're in the bar in the room. It's not a mini bar. It's like full-sized bottles of alcohol. He just grabs a bottle of Jack and starts chugging it, basically. 
and they're like, okay, whoa, chill out. Um, he starts, he grabs his skateboard and goes and starts skateboarding on the original tiles that are still in the lobby from 1927. <laughs> and that's when the security has enough and they're like, you're out of here. <laughs> and so they kick him out and he doesn't, I don't think he actually spends a night in the hotel. Was he on the show though? Yeah, he was on the show. He had a two night run on the show. Yeah, and you can see he's being very weird on the show, he's, and Jimmy yeah. Kimmel is very good with it. He just kind of, like, keeps it moving. <laughs> and, yeah, wow. and then, of course, a few months later, he is charged and convicted of murder. So now he's <laughs> <laughs> no longer a national hero. He's oh, my God. I'm sure the um, the guests of the hotel at the time were relieved yeah. when they heard that. <laughs> They're like, oh, thanks for not letting him stay there. Exactly. Oh, my God. This hotel has seen a lot and has taken a lot of abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about our experience when we went there. We had such a great time. It was a great. Was I was so not expecting fun. it to be that good. Yeah, I I didn't really know what to expect. I had I've walked by it a million times. I have never actually been inside. And I was I was really surprised how many things that they have available to the public that you don't even have to be a guest there. No. Like all the restaurants that you mentioned, um, they have a bar upstairs on the mezzanine called The Spare, which has a two-lane vintage bowling alley that you can play. Yeah, I've been there before. Um, I've been there, my friends and I have hung out there, but the first time I was there, I went on a date. So what happened was I lived really close by because I lived on Hollywood and Highland and I had this like blind date or hinge date or whatever date and I got my friends my roommates to walk me there and be like listen stay here gotta make sure it's not a creep <laughs> they were in the lobby and I went and I texted them, I'm like okay it's fine uh, it, it didn't go anywhere it was I was not into this guy but the date was nice because we got to sit and go and to this bar and the cocktails were really fun and we saw like people bowling it turns out to be like a hundred dollars to bowl an hour or something oh my gosh it's really expensive that's a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah but then you can just go to the lobby and you know listen to jazz and for free and you can yeah their lobby out. is so nice their to sit in really yeah nice. the lobby had a bar as well mm -hmm. didn't it the lobby had a bar and before that nightclub that they have now which is called teddy's used to be a bar as well and I went there um, with my friends, I think. I've been there a few times. It changed. But when we went there, so we go in and we go straight to the spare room and they have a private event. <laughs> and we'd like to just apologize. <laughs> it's a San Antonio film. In advance to San Antonio, <laughs> the city. We were, they were like, are you here for the event? And I just was like, yes, yes, we are. And they said, okay, what's your name? We gave them our names thinking we had to be on a list. We didn't. They just wrote it down. And they're like, you're here. You're media, right? And we're just like, uh-huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're media. We go in. We were not media. Or we're not the media for them. Yeah, we weren't the media. They we were, were our media. <laughs> and they were so nice. And they had free wine and wine tasting. And they had cheese and food. Yes. And we hung out. And we had a great time. It was great. Yeah. Well, and I'm from Texas. So I knew the area. We got a lot. Th they, they loved were, us. Yes. They I loved knew us. Like, the, the winery that uh, was there serving wine was just wonderful. I'll have to. I will definitely find What's the do, name. Do I have a picture of it. I'll have to find its name. Okay, we should definitely 
yeah you know talk about them so lovely give them some (laughs) ad space (laughs) we're really sorry but we we're not that sorry obviously (laughs) it was it was it was great i think also you guys did your job because we're talking about you so it worked and um i think their whole thing was to get more film people into san antonio right right uh i've never been i want to go sounds really nice the wine was good yeah so it's called rooted urban winery oh yeah and they had a they it was really cool because they they put their wine in bottles oh um, yes like um crawlers like crawlers right yeah yeah so very it was really interesting very sustainable a lot of their customers you know send the crawlers back so that they can be um sanitized and used again so they like they don't use nearly as much glass product as non as other wineries so i i thought that was so cool yeah and uh we're not sponsored by them we are not we'd like to be if you would like <laughs> to send like us to some, some wine but please just, contact hotel history podcast at gmail.com <laughs> we're doing our best to make up for the fact that we totally just crashed, crashed this your private event. event absolutely um <laughs> and after and after that we uh we went and we discovered that uh, because we were on the mezzanine level there's the secret door to the I guess, um, whatever area, the mezzanine level of the ballroom where Mm -hmm. the candlelit concert was happening. And we just, we got a free concert. Oh yeah. Cause we, it's, we stepped out onto the balcony and we're like, Oh, there's music. Let's watch. We could have just like (laughs) sat there and chilled. Um, I mean, eventually maybe someone would have found us. Oh, and inside the spare, uh, there is a secret photo booth. (gasps) Oh yeah. The secret Across, uh, across from the bar. There's a really cool seat, which uh, it was down, unfortunately when we were there, but it was really cool. We still got photos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on our own phone, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, so we got to sneak into this, well, we crashed this event. We snuck into the concert and then we went downstairs and we started talking to the security guard. Um, and he was really nice. And he basically gave, gave us, us a, a little tour, a private tour yeah. of all the places that no one could go. And then he got us to talk to the manager who then gave us a private tour of some of the suites, the, the uh, Gable and Lombard suite. Yeah, we got to see Prince the penthouse. Suite. We got to see the Prince suite. He took us onto the to roof. the roof. Um, and then offered to take our picture up there. Just yeah. so nice. They were so Just nice. Just so wonderful. And and then also we went to see the Cinegrill. And they mm. were really nice. We kind of made believe we were going to go see a movie. But maybe <laughs> next time. Like, again. Yeah, we're definitely going to go see yeah, a movie yeah. there. And we then, just didn't have time that night. Yeah. Uh, and they gave us free popcorn anyways. Yeah. And it was really, really nice. Everyone was so incredibly sweet and like accommodating to our yes, little. to people who clearly were not staying at the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the guy was like, so you're staying here? And I'm like, I want to. Yeah. I want to stay here. I think they knew, but you know. Um, it was, I must have been a slow night. They were happy to. It wasn't, it was bustling. It really wasn't, yeah, it wasn't there was a ton slow. of people there. Um, but like the concert was packed. Yeah. The restaurants were packed. The lobby bar was packed. I got some stares from the, because I, I, I was just sticking my head in the restaurant. They were like, what yeah. are you Oh, doing? there's also um, a bar uh, by the pool as well. Oh, yeah. So there's so many places that you can hang out and Eat and, and walk drink around in this yeah. place. Yeah. And out next to the pool was really pretty. It was so really that was nice. a great place. That would yeah. be a great place to sit and have a cocktail. And you can also it, just like the art and the memorabilia like mm-hmm. exhibited all over the 
hotel. It was really gorgeous. Everyone was so nice. I honestly am quite surprised. Yes. And so, if, yeah. And if you want to stay at this hotel, it's very reasonable. Some of their like most their smaller rooms are like two fifty a night. Yeah, that's not so bad. I I thought it was going to be more expensive, but it also makes sense because it's on the boulevard. That's not like the nicest. Yeah, Hollywood Boulevard is very loud at night. So. It's it's loud, and because anyone can come in, it kind of makes it less exclusive. But it do, it makes it fun. Yes, Hollywood's a lot of fun if you don't live there. That's right. my that's my belief. <laughs> I love Hollywood. So many things to do, and it's walkable, but it's definitely gets sketchy and it's loud and just don't live there yeah but <laughs> <I've>, visit <laughs> i've lived there that's why i'm saying this but yeah visit this hotel had amazing history and i'm sure we have not there's no way we covered everything no i i imagine there are so many stories that have happened there that nobody is privy to oh my god all the celebrities that yeah. come and stay there and just I remember I was living in Hollywood when they were filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and they changed the whole entire boulevard Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't tell me the movie I was like okay whatever I'll just google it um (laughs) (laughs) but I think I I think they went as far as the Roosevelt I think they changed and I'm sure that when they premiered at the Chinese theater and they had their after party it just yeah, the after party yeah. was at the Roosevelt. I remember. It, one that's of what the he said, right? Told us that. Okay, yes. okay. I knew it was. It had something to do. There was a connection there. So this hotel has seen a lot, um, a lot of ghost stories that don't make sense. <laughs> I have my theory about Marilyn Monroe. We know she would be haunting the White House. She would not be haunting the Roosevelt. Yeah, hotel. or at least like her mansion in Brentwood, the place where she died. I think she would want to avoid it. Mm, maybe the, I mean I think she would want to avoid this plane altogether I don't think I mean, she's haunting shit <laughs> but think about why she'd be haunting the White House that would be the one place yeah. where she'd be like no 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 <laughs> I got some you know beef. unfinished business. unfinished business yeah and I'm always like she would have been there when Bill Clinton was there and if she was really a ghost there's no way she would have let that shit happen that's all I'm gonna say you know like <laughs> Let her rest in peace. Um, yeah. So that's the Roosevelt. That's the Hollywood Roosevelt. Yeah. If we missed anything or if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at hotelhistorypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to direct message us, there are a lot of animals going around right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you have heard, there was howling and howling. And it's yelling. not, I promise my place is not haunted. It's just the animals. My cat has the zoomies right now. Yeah. My other cat was yowling for his dinner earlier. So, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry that we were rudely interrupted by all the animals, but I see your dog. Oh, no, that's that's Java. Okay, sorry. Um, again, email us with questions. Follow us on Instagram at Hotel History Podcast. And direct message us if you want. Listen mm-hmm. to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher. Mostly wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, all the podcast places. <laughs> and we're and also on Twitter and, and TikTok. TikTok. So Twitter, we're Hotel History Pod, at Hotel History Pod. And then tiktok we are hotel history yeah um please follow and support us 
any way you can, <laughs> if you want. Yes. And we did, we're, we're coming in at under an hour and a half. So we did it. A short yeah, one. <laughs> uh, finally. You're welcome. 